G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As you know, Christmas can be a lonely time and even more so for a certain section of Australia's population, those who are incarcerated. But there is one Christian ministry who's wanting to support Christian prisoners around the nation, connecting local churches with prisoners. Each year, the Crossroads Prison Ministry asks volunteers from local churches to write a message to be sent to men and women who are behind bars. They distribute the letters into prisons around the nation. Mike Eastman is the National Director of Crossroads Prison Ministries. Mike's joining us. Hello, Mike. Welcome along to 2020. Hi, Neil. How are you doing? Very well, thanks, Mike. Just enlarge a little for us just how lonely prisoners can be, especially around Christmas time. Yeah, prisons, the reality is prison is a lonely place um, all year round. So it's a time where people are separated from family, um, separated from friends. And to be honest, sometimes that's a good thing. Um, But there is um, at Christmas time, there is that extra sense of loneliness where it is a time where traditionally, um, particularly in Australia, um, it is a time of family gatherings and it's a time where there's memories formed and experiences that um, people who are in prison are very much aware that they are missing out on. And I think the reality is that for people who are sitting in prison, it's a time of the year where I think the weight of their own sin and a weight of, I mean, the things that cripple them become um, become very near to the surface. Mike, let's talk about your story for a few moments because you're a former prisoner yourself and, in yeah. fact, you're on the receiving end of the wonderful services that are provided by Crossroads Prison Ministries. Uh, give us a little insight into your own story. Yeah, so I um, I found myself um, in prison in oh, 2011 and I spent three years in prison um, and it was actually in prison that I came um, to know Christ and uh, through the ministry of Crossroads, uh, I grew in my daily walk with him and it was actually through Crossroads Prison Ministries that I came to connect um, with uh, with church families on the outside, and um, it was actually that process that, um, that I think led me to where I am today. Um, and it was not only did I find, uh, I guess, I found life in Christ. I also found that it was the ministry of Crossroads that sought to equip me after my release. Also, so I now. Um, have recently been appointed as the director of the ministry in Australia. And um, to be honest, only God can do that. Um, take someone take someone who was um, desperately in need of the help that a ministry provides, um, and that ministry then turns around and equips me to lead it. 
So I think listeners to our conversation today will appreciate more deeply than most just how significant it is that you were yourself a prisoner and now just six or seven years later you're the national director of this prison ministry. And let's just quickly enlarge us a little bit on what Crossroads does because Crossroads provides some wonderful study materials for prisoners uh, and, of course, that's just one dimension, but it is an important dimension, isn't it? Absolutely. So the ministry itself, our main our main operations are basically it's a mentoring program. So we connect uh, prisoners who are yeah, people, in men and women in prison. We connect them with mentors from local churches all around the country. And by doing that, we actually see lives transformed and not just lives, but prisons and churches are restored through the power of the gospel. And so often we have mentors that spend their time looking at the communication from a prisoner, walking through uh, the Bible and answering the questions that that prisoner has, and then in the process find themselves growing in their own walk with Christ as you know, as, as they seek to learn um, with the student. So it's actually quite, um, it's a privilege to see uh, that we're a ministry that um, we're seeing lives impacted by the gospel, not only in prison, but also outside of prison. Well, it's an amazing initiative to connect mentors within local churches to the prison population. Now, not everyone in prison will be open to that, but there are an awful lot of prisoners who do find that there's a real comfort and there's a real hope in having those connections to people outside who are perhaps not in the same group of friends that they had before that, in some sense, got them into trouble. Yeah. So the change, it is confronting. So let's be honest, the gospel of Jesus is confronting. And so we have people who, as their lives are transformed, they really need that encouragement that comes from um, a, a brother or sister um, that's not in their situation, that's willing to walk with them and willing to encourage them to continue and persevere in, in making the changes that are a result of moving a life from living for self to living for Jesus. And um, I can speak from my own experience that that transition um, can be very difficult. So there is um, many instances where we have students that because they have come to know Christ and they are seeking to walk with him, that they lose contact with family and friends. And, I mean, that is sad, but at the same time, I think this is where the power of having people from local churches come alongside makes a massive difference where we see that people who might lose their earthly family find themselves being welcomed into you know the church family and um, really that's what this ministry is all about is about welcoming brothers and sisters in Christ um, into the body of Christ and Mike, seeing them are the yep. best uh, the best mentors people who live near a local prison in their community or uh, does it matter where you live? Can you be a mentor, a connecting person, even if you don't live near a local prison? Absolutely. So we have people who are um, contributing to 
um, our ministry as mentors who are in all kinds of areas. So we have a lot of people in remote areas. So there's no reason we can't have um, someone mentoring via correspondence. So, for example, we've got a lot of mentors that are in right in the south of Tasmania. Um, and some of those mentors are regularly communicating um, with correspondence to to people in prison in Queensland and Northern Territory. So um, so it's really a nationwide um, impact. And not only Australia, we also have um, other nations um, in, in the South Pacific that we expand out to also. Mike Eastman is our guest. He's director of Crossroads Prison Ministries. There is a website for Crossroads Prison Ministries, crossroadspm.org.au. Mike, stay with us. We'll talk some more about Crossroads and this amazing ministry that you're leading in just a short while. We're talking about prisoners. And in Australia, there's somewhere in the vicinity of 40,000 prisoners Many lead a very lonely existence. In fact, as we were saying in the first segment just a short while ago, prison's a lonely place even at the best of times. But coming up to Christmas, loneliness is even compounded by the fact that sometimes people are so separated from families. Mike Eastman is our guest. Mike is the National Director of Crossroads Prison Ministries. When we talk about loneliness, your initiative, Mike, with providing Christian study materials is a great way to be able to engage with prisoners in a meaningful way that has an eternal benefit. How important is it that that people don't discount the idea of doing some sort of mentorship and walking alongside a prisoner who's going through some of the Crossroads prison program? Mm, It's extremely important. One thing we've come to realise here is that the process of growing um, as a Christian is something that's done in community. Um, so although it is the power of God, obviously, to sanctify and to grow um, someone closer to Christ, um, the fact that we have a body which is comprised of people of all walks and all gifts um, is is really shown um, to be quite clear um, when it comes to people in prison. Um, so we find that people that do commit their life to, to Christ in, in a prison environment, um, without that support and that godly wisdom and that um, that avenue of places that they can commit their questions to, and people to actually guide them through God's Word, pointing them to the rich truths of Scripture, um, I think without that benefit, you'll find that the growth um, growth doesn't seem to happen. And um, so the, what we're doing here by linking mentors uh, with prisoners is, is so important and vital um, to really seeing um, people grow as disciples of Jesus. And um, as we mentioned earlier, I think the, that growth is something we see not only in the student, but also in the person mentoring them. And Mike, this is all done by mail, and it's the old-fashioned snail mail, because this is the most effective way to be able to engage with prisoners who don't have access to email. There is obviously some security reasons around that, but the people who you're wanting to be involved with walking alongside prisoners going through some crossroads study material, they need to be prepared to pop a stamp on a letter. Yes, absolutely. So we find most of the people who are mentoring with us um, 
it's something that can be done from home. And one, one way we like to word it is, um, effectively, everyone who's involved in this is a missionary. And, you know, we, li- we like to say you can call yourself a home missionary. So you're reaching out and making disciples without even leaving the home. So this really suits people who, um, who do find it hard to get out. And we have quite a few mentors who um, are either in remote areas or for one reason or another um, find themselves um, unable to, to travel. And, you know, this ministry is a great way of them being able to share uh, their own walk with Jesus with another person and really just um, through writing that letter of encouragement to a prisoner, they're making they're making a huge difference in, in the life of someone who may not otherwise be receiving um, outside communication. So it, it really does make a difference. And, um, yeah, so it doesn't matter where someone is, um, they can impact the life of someone who is in prison. We mentioned about 40,000, the current number of prisoners in Australia, but Crossroads has got some links into prisons offshore as well in the South Pacific. Uh, How do you describe uh, the way that you've overflowed offshore? Yeah, uh, it's nothing short of amazing, really. So we increasingly are coming across um, opportunities to bring the gospel of Jesus into the South Pacific. So we currently have, um, you know, uh, hundreds of students um, in Papua New Guinea, um, in Solomon Islands, uh, Fiji, Tonga, and um, we're currently looking at expanding further into Timor-Leste and Vanuatu. So these are countries where um, reaching with the gospel is not always easy, um, let alone getting into prisons, but God has really opened doors for us um, by helping us connect with some local people that have access to prisons and are willing to uh, work with our program and bring um, the correspondence uh, that we have uh, in and out of the prisons on our behalf. And it's a ministry that continues to thrive. Um, so, yeah. Mike, I assume that you're looking for people too who have the potential for a longer-term commitment. Uh, what sort of people make the best mentors or the best ones who walk alongside people doing the crossroad studies? Is it uh, older retirees? Uh, or what sort of people are you, have you got uh, on, the, on the books at the moment who are, are actually doing what you're wanting to do? Yeah, we have, we have a large amount of um, our mentors who are uh, retired. And we have found that um, people who fit that category, so I guess people who have retired from employment, and um, we find this is an amazing ministry for them to take up um, because it's, it's something that they can commit time to and it doesn't commit them to a fixed location. And it's actually something that we can work with flexibly. So um, it can either be done in morning or night or um, weekends or weekdays. And it's, yeah, so retirees, this is this is a, a, a really thriving ministry. And you know what? The other thing, too, is people of that age group, they've walked, they've lived a life, they've got the life experience, and they're able to pass on, you know, to those who are younger, Um what it means to walk with Christ and do so for a long time. And, and Mike, is there a is there an element of people who are themselves ex-prisoners who want to get involved in this? 
or most people who are volunteering alongside prisoners, uh, people who just have a heart for prison ministry? Um, I think we, we get both. So um, if we take my own example, so I've, I'm a former student and a former prisoner who is now leading the ministry and um, I've got a team of people that are working with me that have a similar story. So um, by all means, we are extremely open and really the heart of our ministry is seeing transformed lives equipped for ministry. So not only do we teach people the truths of God, once they are in him and they are a child of God, we are really out here to see them equipped for service, not only in the local church, but in ministry. And that includes especially working with Crossroads. So we love seeing former students come along as mentors and serving in this ministry and growing further as a result. And aspirations for next year, you're wanting to see a visitation program enhanced through the Crossroads Ministries organisation. Yeah, so while there are, um, we work closely with prison chaplains around the country. And um, one of the things we've noticed is there are so many students that we uh, are reaching out to that don't have friends or relatives that are close by. So because we have that network here where we are working with so many local churches, um, we're looking at expanding to be able to provide um, the option for uh, our students to receive a visit from someone that's in a local church that's able to come and talk with them about what they're studying with Crossroads. And we believe this um, this is something that adds um, a further element of face-to-face contact to what we're doing. And uh, we want to be encouraging that. Um, we want to be encouraging as many people as possible to really realise that men and women in prison um, are not forgotten by God. And the gospel itself goes out to those who are in the prison and the message of Jesus preaches freedom to the captives. Well, I imagine that the first point of contact would be for anyone who wants to be a part of this ministry that Crossroads is so effectively doing is to go onto the website and make contact with Mike Eastman. The website address is crossroadspm.org.au. That stands for Crossroads Prison Ministries, crossroadspm.org.au. Mike Eastman, thanks so much for updating us today and thanks for all your great work and uh, for being with us on 2020. No problem. Thank you, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au. (laughs) 